Hello everyone, I am your host Ahad Hassan and welcome to Season 4 of Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their experiences at Cal State Fullerton. For this week's episode, we have Melissa Romo, who is the Assistant Dean for Student Affairs. She graduated in 2014 with a Bachelor's in Communication and Media Studies and received a minor in Human Services. Listen as we talk about her experiences at Cal State Fullerton and advice that she now has to give. You can catch these episodes live at 11 a.m. on Tuesdays at titanradio.org, or you can watch all past episodes on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash csufalumni. All right, so thank you so much, Melissa, for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. All right, so I wanted to start off with um, your time at Cal State Fullerton, uh, mm-hmm. the first being that you got your bachelor's in communications and media studies and yes. a minor in human services. So you started that in 2008 and you finished that in 2014. So, Well, honestly, that actually wasn't my first degree choice. Um, I actually chose Cal State Fullerton for their music program. And um, I wanted to go in as a music major. And I even think somewhere my transcript still shows up as a music major um, that I think after a while of exploring and, and really getting to experience what other degrees there are out there, um, I at some point even decided um, various other degrees like psychology. Um, my gosh, I even forgot which other ones I was entertaining. Um, but at some point, you know, I still really loved the entertainment industry, um, the music aspect of it. And I really wanted to pursue um, um, kind of doing like nonprofit organizational work within within the entertainment industry. So some of them look like, um, you know, the USO's uh, Salute the Troops, um, you know, like Live Aid in 1985, like those kinds of like large events, like those were, I, I think, really interesting to me. Um, and so that's why I chose the entertainment and media um, uh, and tourism concentration. And so um, communications just really had that one for me. And um, it's a, for me, it was a degree that I could have used anywhere too. Um, and so it just really spoke to me in, in, at that time when I, when I was a freshman here at Kelsey Fullerton. So when did you kind of make that switch or when did you sort of decide that, hey, maybe music isn't for me and uh, I might be looking to something else? Was that right after your first year or was it later on at your university career? It was definitely within my first year. Um, I really, for me, it was like, I really wanted to keep music as my own personal passion. Although I enjoyed it, I did it a lot in high school. I didn't know, at some point I started questioning if that was the career choice I wanted to make. And so um, that whole first year just kind of felt like a lot of exploration, even though I wasn't really taking a lot of, um, you know, classes in, in a major, they were mainly all GEs. I felt like I really needed to make that decision at that time. I see. So yeah. you did spend a couple uh, extra years at Cal State Fullerton, a little bit more I than did. the norm. <laughs> and then uh, I, since you do work at Cal State Fullerton, uh, just as like a preface, you, you might be familiar with the finish in 15, um, yes. sort of where the school wants everyone to take 15 units a semester. And then after four years, you'll complete uh, all your required 120 units. Um, so you, you did a minor, plus you did switch a major. So um, sort of what is it to take a couple extra years? And uh, is it bad in the long run or was it easy to transition when most of your friends would be graduating at that time so just tell me a little bit about uh what it was to take those extra two years 
I actually share this a lot with my students. Um, I, I was a first-gen college student, and I think for me that really impacted my decisions. I know I definitely didn't go to advising as much as I should have, so I took classes I didn't need to take. Um, I wasn't making the right decisions, in my opinion. Um, now looking back, especially as someone who works at the university, I'm like, I could spare anyone <laughs> any, like, like any, that's, that's the least I could do. Um, I did spend some extra time, but I don't think that spending extra time is a bad thing. I really don't. I think that it all depends on each person's situation. Um, sometimes, you know, we do go in high school with expectations of what we want to do, and then all of a sudden things change. And that's okay. I think at the end of the day, as long as you're happy, as long as you are feeling confident with your decisions, um, that it's totally okay to spend longer than you think. So yeah, but you did decide, like you mentioned, you just did decide to get your minor later on, sort of at the end, nearing the end of your time at university. So why did you feel it was necessary to get that minor? Do you feel that it adds to your major in communications? And does it add to your career currently? Honestly, I... I love communications. I really loved my experience in it. Um, but I think I was starting to go through a career change, wanting to really explore something different. And I think it all came from my internship experience for communications. So we had a, a required internship. And I found a department on campus um, that really fit what I was looking for. And um, my husband was in the military. And so it ended up working out that the Veterans Resource Center had an internship um, for communications students. And so um, that, I think that experience was really pivotal uh, for me um, <clears throat> because I really started to see the value of um, the human services world. And I think that's where I decided to start exploring what that could look like. And I knew that with a communications degree, I wasn't really quite sure how I would be able to fit it in, but I wanted to at least add a minor because even previously, like I mentioned, I wanted to do nonprofit work. I was really kind of, um, and even psychology, I was pulled towards some of those classes. So I had already taken some of those and I was like, well, why not add the minor? It, I actually did some courses already for it. It'll, it's only going to extend me one semester. Um, so for me, it was kind of getting that experience in, in that field, especially because I was kind of, I felt so late in, in doing a career kind of transition that um, I felt I needed to get that experience in somehow. And so that really helped me that I ended up um, doing my second internship required for my minor um, at the Veterans Resource Center, but in a different capacity. Yeah. So then uh, you're deciding to get your master's as well at USC, and this is a couple years after you graduated. So. Yes. Um, sort of what made you decide to get your master's, especially um, since you do have a job currently and a lot of students would uh, maybe get their master's maybe right after they graduate with their bachelor's. So uh, why are you deciding to go back and uh, get a master's? Um, to be honest, I, after I graduated from Cass at Fullerton, I really wasn't quite sure what my next steps were because like I said, I, I kind of changed my, my ideas of a career last semester essentially. And um, I didn't want to jump into a master's program not really knowing what I was going to do, right? Because at that time I had just graduated my comm degree that for me, naturally, if I wanted to get a master's, I wanted to go, you know, to the comm master's degree. And so that just didn't sit well with me. Um, although I appreciate the, the work, I appreciate the field. It just didn't feel like that's the field that I was going to go into 100%. So I honestly took the time to really decide what I wanted to do. I probably spent over a whole year going through courses and different universities, going through different majors, really exploring what I wanted to do. Um, so I took the time to do that, um, which is why I took that break. Um, but I did get hired by the Veterans Resource Center at that time. So I was really lucky enough to um, 
start working immediately and on campus. And so that was really, that was really fun. And um, for me, I started really seeing the kind of work that could be done. Um, and, and just kind of those two years really started to narrow down the field and the kind of skill set that I wanted to have. So even though I'm technically not in a traditional social work position, um, the fact that I pursued the skill set that I wanted to have to work within a social work field um, really does add to the work that I bring to currently. How was the flexibility with uh, working and getting your master's? Were they a little bit lenient <laughs> with it or was it a little difficult to fit, in, fit it into your schedule or how did that work? Um, they were very lenient, but I didn't have, I, I think that I had a lot of passion for the work that I had at the Veterans Research Center that I didn't, um, I didn't want to like take up too much time of my work time there. So it all did fall in like evening classes, weekend classes. And I was lucky enough that um, USC does have a lot of flexibility with that. Um, their MSW program um, has a pretty large cohorts. So they don't really do the small cohort system. So it allowed for some flexibility in choosing my classes. Um, it was probably the, one of the most difficult times in my life, um, having to work full time and um, doing my MSW full time, uh, just because the MSW program does require um, the additional thousand hour internship hours. And so there was that flexibility with the center that allowed me to do some of my hours with certain projects there and the USC to allow me to do, to, to do that. I think at some point I was um, doing 16, so I was working full-time doing um, 20 internship hours a week and I was going to five classes a semester. And so that was like extremely exhausting. I still to this day don't know how I got through it, but you know, I'm so glad I did it. It was, it was really eye-opening experience for me. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of is reminiscent of a lot of things that is done at Cal State Fullerton, where they do require yeah. uh, some internships that you have to do, especially in a lot of comm majors or yeah. uh, things with public health. And then that kind of gives you that real world experience. And instead of just like sitting in a classroom, listening to a professor speak. So, yeah, so you kind of do fit in that category of uh, being the person who had to work, especially if it's Pasadena from Cal State Fullerton. It's quite a bit of a distance, uh, but oh, this is where like I would recommend. Uh, any student who is trying to get a job, maybe a prospective yeah. student or someone who uh, needs an extra bit of cash is find a job on campus because yes. with it, you do not have to travel off campus. You, mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about that commute time. Plus, uh, I know a lot of jobs on campus have that flexibility when it does come to finals and just with other things going on campus that they can find another spot to fill and they're very lenient with it. So it's, yes. it's kind of nice exactly. being in that position. Um, and with it, even if you're not a part of any other clubs and you just work on campus and go to school on campus, at least you get that extra bit of connection with those people on campus. And you're just staying there a bit longer uh, just to foster those connections, which is also very nice to do. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> oh, and then this also kind of applies to alumni, right? So after like you graduate, this was your like four years at university. It is mm -hmm. important to keep connected with your university and just yeah. make sure that you go to events that you can, especially now that everything's on Zoom. Um, yeah. Even if you don't live nearby, it's it's completely fine to just show up on camera for a couple of hours um, and just stay connected. And then I know we do have uh, quite a bit of uh, outreach outside of California where we do have mm -hmm. uh, Cal State Fullerton events that go on. Uh, I believe it might even be internationionally, but I'm not too sure. I think but so. <laughs> we do try and make sure that uh, people in Cal State who've gone to Cal State Fullerton are able to keep connected no matter where they are, which is really nice to see. And then we just have so many alumni and it's just it's just good to keep connected, especially for the students 
And um, yeah, so if you're a student or an alumni, any extra activities that you can do to get connected to your school is a perfect way to stay, to get and stay involved. Yeah, especially for alumni um, that are looking to somehow contribute back to other students. There are so many things that alumni can do, whether it's, you know, um, maybe volunteer with a department to review scholarship applications. I know some departments have done that in the past where they open it to alumni. Um, offer yourself to be a mentor, um, you know, get connected with a department that maybe you wish you would have gotten connected to in college and then, you know, offer to see what you can all um, you can do, maybe resume reviews, mock interviews, um, anything like that. I think that alumni can definitely um, reach out and the departments would be more than happy to take um, any support that they'd be willing to offer. Mm -hmm. And then I normally plug this at the end, but I'll put it now since we are talking about this, uh, <laughs> staying connected with alumni. I know you're a part of this, but the Titan Pro Network that um, yes. a lot of people still are not a part of. It's basically of our own uh, site where we can connect alumni and students together. Uh, basically, it's sort of like LinkedIn and you can use LinkedIn to sign up. Yeah. Um, with it, you can find alumni and students in with your degree or who are majoring in that degree. And then with it, they're able to do the exact things you just said. They can review resumes, they can uh, host workshops. Um, if any student needs an alumni to come for their club or speak at an event, it's very easy to find them because they put what they're open to do and willing mm -hmm. to do. And especially now that everything's on Zoom, it's really easy to plan everything and really? to make sure that everyone is involved. So it's, it's a really good way. And I recommend any alumni and student who is just thinking about, oh, how do I get that next, next internship? How do I know if this career field is for me? Or how do I give back to my university? Titan Pro Network is a perfect way to do that because it answers all of your questions. It, it does everything that you might want to do, which is which is extremely nice. Yeah, I really wish that more students, um, actually more alumni knew about the Titan Pro Network um, because it, exactly that, it really does help students get connected. And um, I've made a couple connections on there, but I still think that that um, more if more alumni are connected in there, especially right now, because I do work for the department on campus, um, I want to reach out to alumni. I want to see who's available. Um, if there were definitely more alumni getting connected together, it would be um, easier to get students connected to these kinds of experiences. Sure. Mm -hmm. And something very similar to that, that we do host um, as like the Cal State Fullerton um, Office of Alumni Engagement is the Dinner with 12 Titans where yes. an alumni uh, reaches out and hosts, well, they don't have to reach out, they just have to host a dinner for 12 <laughs> Titans. And normally this is done at the host's house, but in this case, we're doing it in Zoom and we did it in, at Zoom, I think for the past like two semesters, maybe three. Mm -hmm. um, but hopefully like as you know, the vaccines get better, you know, everyone gets vaccinated um, in fall. Hopefully we will host them in person again. But basically what happens, you just you're just able to connect with a ton of students and, and alumni and people in your field because you get to choose the alumni who um, speaks to you. And there's so many to choose from every single semester, which is really nice. And then I've gone to, uh, I believe, like five or six, oh maybe. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's just really nice because you get to, you again, you get to choose which alumni you, um, you're going to and then you can pick the questions you want to ask them awesome. and it's dinner too you know who doesn't want food <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, so that's the great part about it you get dinner and it's just yeah. like a great way to to chat with them and just stay connected you know and then again building that network and connections um it kind of helps you choose what you want to do in the future because you get to speak to someone who's already been doing it for a while and has already gone through that major that you did and had the same questions you did when you were mm -hmm. uh or when they were younger and then they already found the answers to it so now we're back with melissa and we're going to ask her these quick fire questions and just get to know a little bit more about her all right so melissa we want these like questions to be answered very quickly <laughs> very rapidly these are 
fun questions and then we'll just get to see what what you kind of like with it so the first one being coffee versus tea coffee uh which was better undergrad or graduate school uh graduate <laughs> okay uh early bird but you said graduate was difficult <laughs> it was difficult to but I feel like I, like I mentioned, I feel like I missed out a lot of my undergraduate. Mm -hmm. So when That's I think fair. about under, it's, it's different for me. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Do you prefer the city or the woods? The woods. Uh, do you prefer a dog or a cat? Dog. Waffles or pancakes? Waffle. <laughs> and a favorite genre of movie? Ooh, my favorite genre movie. I would say comedy just because I love to laugh. Okay. What's yeah. your favorite comedy movie then? Um, my favorite comedy movie, there's so many. Um, I think the classics are always just awesome. Um, let me see my favorite comedy. Oh, this is tough. <laughs> um, I'll go with Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. All right, so um, tell me about what you currently do now. So you did transition um, from working at the Veterans Resource Center into being the Assistant Dean for Student Affairs. So um, when exactly did this happen and why did you just decide to make that transition? So um, this happened in 2019. Yes. Um, and this was actually as a direct result of um, the CSU's um, GI 2025 initiative. So they wanted it's a graduation initiative um, across the entire CSU system. And so Kosti Fullerton um, had a program that they wanted to get started around that time for the cohort of 2019. Um, and so it's it. it kind of got the program got started pretty immediately and it was actually put on um the responsibility of my my executive director and the avp um dr clint michael renault and the program is tuffy's graduation scholars and that and that program is intended to serve that cohort of a first-time incoming freshmen and um and so they really needed someone that could help launch this program and because i have previously worked with um uh, my executive director, you know, there was a lot of, you know, what we could do together uh, in, to get this program started pretty fast. And so I just did it as an interim position for the, in, the, in the meantime. So at that time, I was actually working at the Veterans Resource Center and in this position. And so um, just to kind of help launch it. Once the position opened up officially, I decided to interview for it. And so that did go into a full-on interview um, uh, just because I really did see how um, Cassie Fullerton was making the effort to provide equitable uh, student services. Not only, not saying that that was the, when they started, no, I'm just saying that in, in this program, I really appreciated it. I really got to get involved with the students already from the beginning. And um, it really was a program that I felt I really connected to because I did have very similar, if not exact, identities that a lot of the students in this program have. Talking about this and your position, what is some advice that you see that students should have or um, you think a lot of students are missing out on that they should know about? Um, so one of the first things I know for me, I dealt with this a long time, was um, dealing with imposter syndrome. So I know that often as first-gen students, um, that can definitely come find its way into our academic experience and so for me i i definitely do want to let students know to just start addressing it sooner than later change your mindset um it often finds a way to impact the decisions you make um and it, and it impacts your engagement you want to make on campus it even finds its way in your career and so um you know just know that you are enough you are worthy of this space and own it um it'll definitely make your college experience Whole, a whole different experience. Um, and that kind of leads to the next is just 
using your resources, you know, like you mentioned, some students just imagine that it's a president, the vice president, maybe like if the faculty and, and registration and, and all of that. But there are so many departments out there that are ready to help you, that they have the resources, the information and the support that all students have to do is just go in and ask, send an email. It's okay. You know, and, and the worst thing that you get is I honestly don't even know, like most departments, at least the people that I, um, that I've worked with and we try to be really supportive that if we don't know the answer, we'll try to make a referral to someone else who might. And so um, I would definitely tell students not to be afraid to seek out any, any support. Um, and even if it's in your classes, you know, don't be afraid to talk to your professor don't be afraid to go to SI um, to supplemental instruction. You know, it, it, it benefits you more. Um, and there's, there's nothing you'll, at least I don't think that there's anything you'll lose from it from just asking. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of like a common theme that we've been talking about in the podcast where um, a lot of things that you can do on campus are completely free to do. Yeah. All it just requires is a little bit of effort or a little bit of time. These are like the internships, the clubs, reaching out to alumni, um, and then finding out different resources on campus where, um, including like SI, um, where you don't have to pay or do anything special for any of these. There's no, there's no commitment. All yeah. you have to do is just spend a little bit of time to find these resources, which are pretty readily available and just take your time to go to these resources and just get that help from it. So a lot of these things that are available on campus, some people might not see. And sometimes it's at no fault of their own if they do have to commute, if they have other obligations and they do work um, maybe some distance away from campus, they don't really get that choice. But uh, I know a vast majority of students can fit at least a little bit of their time um, into these things, which is um, just something that I guess we as like a whole university should work on just making sure that it is completely inclusive to all students and yeah. everyone has like the same opportunities and equitable opportunities where um, it's not like just that one person who does have more time than the others exactly. is able to take advantage only and that everyone is able to regardless of the background, the income or anything like that. Exactly. And even and even if, you know, anyone listening out there does fall into that situation where they are working, they are they are you know, contributing to their household in a different capacity that they can't, or that keeps them from engaging me on campus, that's okay. I, I, I talk to students often that feel like they're missing out on a college experience because they're, you know, they're busy helping out their siblings or they're working and, and they can't get as involved. That's okay. I really recommend students to get involved to their best capacity. Um, and even then, they already have skill set that probably other students don't have. And so not to see that what they're doing right now is not really helping them, if in fact, it actually could be, and it, and it most likely is. They just, I think that students need to be able to see that what they're doing also is, is helping their own experience and, you know, and contributing in different ways. So not to compare themselves for sure, um, because someone else's experience is not your experience. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, again, like comparing yourself to other people, mm -hmm. um, there are 40,000 people on campus. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of comparisons yes. to, to find someone who looks like you. So instead, yeah. just focus on what you, you can do and what you want to do. And uh, sort of, if anything, just look at it as a good point that, hey, this person is doing something similar, but they're also able to do this. Why is that? And maybe I can do something similar instead of just saying, oh, this person has more time. This person doesn't have to work. Exactly. Why do I have to do this? It's, Life is sometimes that, not the greatest, but that's kind of life at times. We're, we try and make it equitable, but just just like life in general is kind of difficult for everyone. It is, and we're never going to win that comparison game. We're mm -hmm. never going to win. And, um, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. Just if you can work on some way changing your mindset to, you know, I'm not enough or I don't have this or I'm not, I don't have access to these resources at this time. 
start thinking about it exactly like what you said, you know, this person might be different. What can I learn from them? How can I try to incorporate what they're doing into my life, right? If I can, if any, just if you shift your mind, if, yeah, if you shift your mindset from like a comparison to more of a learning, it, it just, it takes away all that pressure that you're putting on yourself um, or that we tend to as humans, you know, why can, why can they do it and why can't I? Um, I think it really does, does open ourselves up to, um, to being kinder to ourselves for sure. Mm-hmm. And that kind of also ties in with the whole imposter syndrome and yes. having a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset where exactly. um, if something doesn't go well for you, maybe figure out how you can fix it. And mm-hmm. if you can't, then try and fix something else. Uh, not everything in life can be <laughs> fixed, you know? And then so, instead of just like maybe being down on yourself all the time and saying, oh, my life sucks, my life, I'm not able to do this. I suck at this. I'm not good at this. Yeah. Um, instead, think about like what you are good at, what skills you do have and how you can apply them. And just see where your skills fit because everyone has skills like no one no one was born without <laughs> without the ability to do anything people have that ability they just gotta find it and for some it's easier than others for some you gotta you gotta work on it take those internships join those clubs reach out to those alumni and find out um is there is there a place where you fit in in society and in life and something that makes you happy and uh what you kind of like to do because that's, that's kind of what life is just be happy and, and like what you do in life Exactly. And, and you're totally right. Well said, you know, um, I, I, I mean, I guess I'm going to do a really quick shameless plug. And if you don't know where to go to, go to your assistant deans. They are very well connected on campus. Each college again has one, go to your student success team and they are more than happy to get you connected to um, campus departments that may be able to answer any of your questions or concerns. And so I, again, there are resources out there for you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just to end it off, I just want to know mm-hmm. some general advice that you had for uh, students going into your field. Maybe um, okay. they're trying to get that minor in human services or uh, they're majoring in uh, communication and media studies. So um, are there any like tips or any bits of advice that you have to give for the students? Yes, um, honestly, explore, explore, explore. Because um, even for me, I didn't know that for me, thinking social work was I just thought it was, you know, child services when I was younger, you know, child services, that's kind of what it tends to kind of be for most people that think about social work. Um, It wasn't until I really started exploring how social work can impact so many different kinds of industries, so many different kinds of places. Um, And even in communications, you know, there are so many things that people get involved, but I think it just takes that further step in exploration. and really kind of narrowing down the work that you want to do, like you said, um, finding fulfillment, finding joy, happiness, what is a job that, you know, or what is the kind of work that you want to do that um, will give that to you and then start looking for the jobs out there that can fit with that. Um, When it comes to social work, um, people get surprised that I have my master's of social work and I'm working in education. And so um, I really do tell people that it, it is very versatile. So if students do want to pursue, whether it's a career in human services, there are so many fields out there that can benefit from the the education you get at Cal State Fullerton in human services, um, that I think it just takes some creativity in being able to find those kinds of positions. So definitely exploring, and that kind of goes back to the internships, right? Um, I know for human services majors, you're required to take three internships. Use those to help you define the jobs that you want to get. Right. If you want to, let's say, pursue a job with local nonprofits and your first one, maybe try a local nonprofit, see if that is something that you want to do. Maybe you want to try a different one, like use those experiences to explore the various career fields in there, um, because then that way it'll help determine what kind of work you want to do, maybe who you are as a professional, you know, what are your own limits, what are your own passions in it. And so um, 
it just really does take that exploration and finding mentors, finding alumni to help facilitate those conversations is so useful. I really wished, um, I think that's one regret that I have is that I didn't really get to do that. I did that kind of as I just stumbled all over my career, I felt, trying to figure that out. And so um, that I think, and even professors, I mean, professors love um, being able to talk to students if they wanna go into certain fields in, in that, they're, that they've been in, right? A lot of them have experience or some of them are even currently in the field working. And so um, definitely reaching out and, and be willing to, to explore a lot about your own self and who you wanna be in the workforce. I see. So that's excellent bit, an excellent bit of advice. And uh, just one last question to end it off is, do you have a favorite memory of Cal State Fullerton, whether you were a student or uh, now that you're currently working there? Is there just one thing that I know you, you fondly remember? I think I have so many. Um, I honestly, you know, I know you asked me earlier, was it undergraduate or graduate? <laughs> um, I chose graduate because I think that just felt more like a definitive experience for me, but I think working at Cal State Fullerton, I have had the ability to connect with so many students, so many staff, um, and so many alumni now that I have been able to build lifelong relationships, I think, um, that I never got to do in my undergrad. And so a lot of my favorite memories do come from um, me working as, uh, at Cal State Fullerton, and, and a lot of them have been with being with students. And so it is really hard to determine one um, because I've been able to do so many things that I never thought I would, um, just getting involved on campus as a staff member. So like we mentioned uh, previously, again, I'll just like sh shortly plug it here, uh, the Titan Pro Network, it's a fantastic way to connect alumni and students together. So any alumni, any students listening to this, and it also applies to faculty and staff, uh, just being able to join it and um, just see what's on there. Again, it is another free opportunity that we do provide. Just requires a couple of minutes actually just to just to sign up and get approved. And then, then you can see everything on there, everything we offer on there. And again, it's something that has no risk and sort of just only upside, which is um, again, one of the themes that we talked about in the podcast. And yeah, so if anyone wants to talk with Melissa, I know she is on there. So you could go ahead on Time Pro Network and shoot her a message, ask her any questions that you do have. And yeah, so again, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me.